the nut is up, guys. It's me, Kelly, Callie, Dowd, and this is Don't Look For Me, episode two. I am so excited to get this kick started. We're rolling. We're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. I'm taking suggestions. My email is dowdcally at gmail.com. If you have any input, if you have any hate mail, I love reading hate comments. So don't hold back. Even if you are my friend, even if I do know who you are and can find you, please like do send me hate mail. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. It keeps me humble. It keeps me down to earth. I'm really just recording this podcast for myself because I will probably forget what's going on with me next semester when I'm like at ETSU and I'm like bored and and I'm like what was I doing at this time when I was in the bulging area and I won't have a journal a gurnal if you will to look back on and see what I was doing because I am terrible at keeping journals and like that's it's a toxic trait of mine. It's like that I don't, I'm literally in a creative writing class right now at this school and I hate writing. I do. I've, I've tried to lie to myself and tell myself that I enjoy it because of the just concept of writing things down. It's just, it is cool. You know, I get why people enjoy it. I understand why people spend their time writing down their thoughts and emotions but I am terrible at it and I hate the way it makes my hand feel and maybe it's because I have bony hands but yeah I think this is a lot easier for me to keep track of my life so we're gonna try this out for size I went to Macedonia and it's pretty close to here it we took a bus um and the people there were really just they didn't want us there for sure but we were there and so that was the thing like (laughs) they had no choice they had no say they didn't they didn't like spit at us or anything but we got so many dirty looks just for being the way we were um and I wasn't even being loud surprise surprise I wasn't even being annoying like I normally am in public um And I guess that's just coming from years and years of theater kid training. Like, every time we would go out after a show, we would all just act like legitimate banshees. And I think that's where my, like, public display of just utter obnoxiousness has stemmed from. So I think being here has really helped me dial that down. So you're welcome, friends and family um, from back home. You will see a new me, I hope. I told a lot of people when I was going to come here that I was going to prank the Bulgarians. And I haven't really yet because I'm genuinely terrified of doing that. I think I will get run over by a car. In fact, last week I was going to the bus station to get my ticket. And I was telling my friend Boris that I was what I was going to do. I was going to prank the Bulgarians, which he is among those people and so he was obviously scared um from what that meant 
And he was like, well, what kind of pranks are you going to do? And I just was walking across the crosswalk when I was telling him this. And I was just like, something a little bit like this. And then I just start like dancing and walking really weirdly. I'm a noodly person, so it must have looked like some kind of giraffe, exotic, weird creature in the road to these people. And I got honked out like six times. And those weren't like, go get them, baby. Like, uh, you're doing great, sweetie honks. They were angry, get out of the fucking road. I'll run your ass over, you white bitch. Get out of my country honks. And that's kind of why I haven't pursued any pranks. Because just the slightest move from me and I could get violently killed Um, and it's not because these people are terrible people it's because I I am the issue here I'm the common denominator I'm the one coming in here it's literally like it's like some other animal entering a beaver's home and just eating its food sleeping in its bed and it's and and the people in the beaver dam i mean the beavers in the beaver dam are like get out you're in my dam i think orientation week was the most cryptic time that i've been here thus far um the administration here kind of doesn't give a rat's ass about the american students i already told you about how they literally like scammed us into putting over a thousand dollars on our food cards but yeah they kind of like the second or third day they just dropped us off in the mountains at this rila monastery which was really pretty but we didn't have any adult supervision and technically yeah we're all adults but when you come to a country that you've never been to before and you can't speak the language it's almost like you revert back to being a toddler like i can't i feel like a child i can't order regularly at food places i have to point like a baby last night i was at the cafe and i was ordering a coffee and some m&ms And the woman at the desk was like, are you smoking? And I was like, not currently, no, but I, I, I want these foods. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she just kept checking me out. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, cool. She just asked me if I'm smoking, but I'm clearly just standing here indoors. And so I just like waited an awkward amount of time to ask why she asked that. And there's already that like language barrier, so it was uncomfortable for me to just wait that long and be like, why why do you ask? Why do you why do you ask if I am smoking? And she said, Because I want a cigarette. And I was like, oh <laughs> um right now, like right right now while you're working in this cafe, like you want you want you want me to give you a smoke, like right now. And that opened my eyes, bro. Like, I love how chill it is here. That people can just smoke, like, whenever. I'm not a smoker. I don't think I'll pick up smoking while I'm here because 
I think that'd be actually the worst idea for me specifically. But you know, if you smoke, you do you, I guess. Uh, you're already doing you. You already are aware of that. It's slowly killing you, but you love it. You're having fun. And so I think this girl was just kind of a savage for just straight up asking a random customer for a smoke in the weirdest way she could too. I was like, that's that's pretty ballsy to be honest. I was rocking with that. It did make me think though, because it's not fair for me to say that things are behind here when truly they're just vibing. Like they're just straight up vibing, doing whatever they want. Like there are no rules it seems. And I may not return to be honest because there are too many rules in the States and it's really harsh in my mellow. And here I can just do mostly anything that I want. And I'm also referring to the fact that I'm 20 years old and I can go and buy alcohol now, which is awesome because I've skipped this awkward phase of not going to the bars with my friends because I can't buy things in the U.S. Here, I can just go to the store in intention with intentions to buy sheets and yogurt and I come back with seven bottles of vodka and have no qualms about it because I can. Because I fucking can, dude. And I think that's really great. That's a really great thing. That's a really great change in my life, I think. Um, I've never bought seven bottles of vodka. Uh, who knows, though? I might. I can. I don't know. Put Mentos in it. Make it explode. I just... I'm really excited that I've I've come to this stage in my life so quickly. I like... I'm a very impatient person, so I like when things happen faster than they should. And I've also started going clubbing, which I didn't do back in uh, Johnson City. I only went clubbing a few times and I didn't do it correctly. I wore like a t-shirt and shorts and just like moved my body in a vibration way. Like a, like a spastic, I'm having a seizure but I'm having fun kind of way. And I couldn't buy drinks. So all of those things were just like a recipe for just doing clubbing incorrectly. But here I was doing it right. I mean, I just started just, I mean, I had a few drinks. Granted, I had no idea what to order because I'd never ordered at bars before like that. And so I'd just go up there with my friends and just watch what they would get and then order the exact same thing. However, none of it was exotic. None of it was cool. It was just like we were ordering the most American things that we could. Like I, one girl ordered a rum and coke and I was like okay you know I like coca-cola and I'm sure if I dilute it with enough if I dilute the rum with the coke I'll enjoy it so I just kept get I just kept pounding those and it worked eventually but I don't think that was the most uh efficient way to enjoy myself if you will I think I might try a white Russian next time. I might just go up to the bar and it's the greasiest, slimiest club that I can go to and just order a classy white Russian, which is not American in the slightest. So that would make me stand out, I think, you know, and make me a very exotic girl. The old people here are really weird. They're super weird. 
they dye their hair like prune purple or like Jesus's wine purple. I can't really describe the shade. And they're doing it over their gray hair, I think. And that's what, that's why they're doing it. And, and like, I kind of do vibe with that on a level. But it's also just like, you, it's kind of weird. I think it's weird to me because it's every old person. It's not just a few. Like, if it were just a few old ladies, I'd be like, hell yeah, you know, like, rock that shit. I mean, I could see myself dyeing my gray hair prune purple when I'm elderly. But I, I guess it is good that, that the ages are color-coded because it makes cultural immersion a lot easier for me to know who to approach and who not to approach. The, per- the prune purple people... Prune purple people, we don't want, we don't want to ask questions because they most likely won't speak English. Older people don't speak much English here. It's mostly just the younger generation and some of the boomers occasionally. My professor at home asked me to write my thesis on my time here. And I was like, that's a freaking good idea, Karen. You are so smart because this is such a weird and wacky time of my life. Very kooky part, uh, chapter of my college career. And so I really am taking that into consideration. However, I don't know what I would, I would do. Like I, I don't, I don't keep journals, which she did specifically ask me to do, and I haven't done it, and I probably won't do it. I started writing, like, one page and wanted to die. So, I think this is going to be my main form of recording my experiences. But the most content that I have is air pollution and chain smoking. And I don't really know how to relate that back to theater, Um, so if you guys have any suggestions, let me know. I could do my thesis on some kind of, like, coverage of homeless dogs. There are a lot of stray dogs, as I've mentioned prior, and they're just running around, just milling about with their matted fur, their grungy nature. Homeless dogs are kind of chill, dude. Like, they're... Okay, not at like 3 a.m. They do bark at my window a lot. Like last night, a dog barked outside my window for about an hour. And I don't really know he was barking at. Maybe he was trying to like communicate with me. Or like he was trying to get his friends to come hang and they weren't. And he was like just yelling about it on the streets. Maybe he was drunk, dude. Maybe that dog was drunk. I could see that dogs here I'm sure they get I'm sure they get fucked up because everybody does so why would that stop at animals animals have so much rights here except they don't have homes and so I think maybe that's what I'll be writing about is just homeless dogs that don't have a lot but also have a lot of heart and they have a lot of um they're very smart they're very street smart street salve savvy. I could start some kind of organization for dogs called like dogs like homeless dog sledding or something. That might be cool. 
Like, if dogs don't have a hobby or need an outlet, kind of like Boys and Girls Club, I just take them up to the mountains and just have homeless dog sledding, where I train them how to cart me around into into the wood. And, dude, that might be, like, really good. That's kind of like tutoring orphans. But in my case, I wouldn't have to really talk to them because they can't talk. So we'd just be using nonverbals. I love nonverbal communication. I mean, I think that's how I got my friends, dude. Like, I just bonked their heads with the filter. Didn't have to say anything, and now I have some friends here. I think I'm going to use it on the dogs. And that's going to work. Dude, I'll tell you one thing that I can't get get over is the change in diversity. Like, this is so weird that I'm kind of on the minority end here. It's kind of weird. They're not, I mean, there's just not a lot of Americans. And that's not something I expected at an American university. But I'm getting over it. I'm, I'm working through it. It's actually very interesting to be on this end of the spectrum, you know, it's kind of eye-opening, um, but it is kind of weird that there's not a lot of black people. Well, I guess not weird, it's to be expected, but, like, it's strange to me, and, um, I told my friend this the other night that, um, we had gone to this restaurant, and, like, this waiter was telling us where to go out to club and like where the coolest places were to chill and hang and just frick around, you know, be kids, be teens, be adolescents. Um, and we were like, yeah, those all sound good. And he was like, oh, this place though, it's called Fabric. It's got black people music. It's like sick, dude. And we were like all taken aback because this man just used to phrase black people music. And of course we knew what he was referring to. But, like, none of us wanted to acknowledge it. So we just kind of mulled over it. He left. We sat in silence. And um, all I can say is I can't wait to hang out with my friends back home and just listen to black people music, you know? Like, I just, I love black people music. It's really, um, it's really killer. I've really thought about, like, I was talking earlier about pranking the Bulgarians, and I think a really good prank would be to go to a party and whip out my Bluetooth speaky and start playing Mac Miller and then DaBaby. Or DaBaby first and then follow up with Mac Miller and see if they notice that one is different from the other. I can't blame them for not knowing, you know? They don't... I, I don't think that they mean any harm by it. It's just a cultural difference for sure. And it's been an adjustment. I will tell you though, I do have beef with the street children here in Bulgaria. The street children here are, they just make me mad because I feel like a middle schooler when I'm around them. I feel like I'm back in middle school and I'm being freaking bullied, dude. Like I want to chill with them on God, but like they don't, want to vibe with me and I don't understand why because I feel like I give off a good energy a good smiling face to them each time I see them but like different groups of street children have rejected me and have outcasted me into this lump of you know 
dirty American, annoying, I don't know what they think of me. I can't understand what they're saying when they whisper about me, but I'll like come out of Coughlin with my seven bottles of Vati and they'll literally just be like clumped around outside with the street dogs, just like, like eyeing me and like, One little girl did call me a Gleeski, and I found out later that that just means English, but she said it in such a rude manner that I thought she was calling me ugly. And, like, that did not sit well with me, especially coming here and already, like, my self-esteem plummeted because I just want the street children to love me, and, like, I'm kind of like the aunt that wants the niece and nephew to think she's cool. And this is the situation where it's not going well. And I just don't want, I, I'm seeing a pattern here and I don't want to continue to see it in my future, like with my brother's kids, like they, I hopefully don't want them to see me like the street children saw me in Bulgaria. Like I just don't want to be seeing it in my future. So I think right now my subconscious is trying to fix this because I know that it'll reflect later on in life. If I don't get in with street children, I'm not in with anyone. And so... We were warned when we got here that the street children would just, like, squelch up our walls and, like, slither into our windows at night and steal our shit if we left our windows unlocked. And, like, I don't want that to happen, dude. But, like, if they are going to come into my room, I at least want to be there for it, to hang with them. And I realize now that that sounded like I wanted kids to come into my room at night. And... And now I am think I'm rethinking that. I'm probably not going to edit that out though because it is true, but it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Uh, if you if your mind didn't go there, good on you. If your mind did go there and you were like, Callie, that sounds weird. Like you sound kind of creepy. Like don't think that because I definitely have good intentions. I definitely have a whole heart. Full eyes can't lose. Except I am losing with these street children, and it's pissing me off. Um, they also, not only do they whisper about me and like not want to chill with me, but they haven't asked me for money yet. And the reason why this offends me is because they've asked my friend Ashlyn about three times while she's walking to class. They've asked her for money. And like, I, I probably give them money if they ask me. They just haven't. And so it's like, okay, you know, like. I don't have much, but I have a little. And I have I have friendship to offer you. I just want to build a relationship with you, street child. And you are rude enough to just judge me by my cover and think that I don't have money to, to give you. So you don't even ask. It never hurts to ask, street child. It never hurts to ask. And I just wish they knew this. I hope they're listening to this. Um, but it really does hurt my heart to see kids that are homeless. And like, I don't want this to sound insensitive because it really does upset me every time. And there are a lot of them that, I don't know. I don't even know that they're all homeless though. I've heard a lot of people just saying that there's just a bunch of little fuckers that run around, little assholes that just like do have homes, but they just harass locals. So there's... There are two types of kids in this city and I want all of them to like me, is basically what I'm saying. So I've been thinking that I wanna get a tattoo while I'm here. And I don't know what it's gonna be yet. I've only been here for three weeks. I know it'll come to me in a dream or 
a fever dream, um, a walk in the woods, I don't know. But right now, I have my heart set on getting a giant face tattoo of the Bulgarian president, Ruman Ravdiv. And Ruman means a lot to me. I don't think I'm saying his last name right, but it's fine. Um, Ruman is important to me because he's the first public figure that we were told about when we came here, Orientation Week. And he apparently isn't involved in this like scandal where he kissed this American politician on the cheek and it was all like a big hoorah, a big woohoo, if you will. Um, and people were writing articles about it. And like, it was kind of a big deal to the people here that he did that. And it was like kind of cringy, I guess. Um, but I kind of honestly vibed with that. I commended him for going for it. I don't think his intentions were in the wrong place. I think he just really had the urge to give her a big smackaroo and he did it. He followed through and it just shows courage. It shows that he had his urge and we should not hold Ruman back from his urges and he just gave her a Mac. And I think that really represents who I am um, because yes, I'm all talk when it's, when I'd be saying, come kiss me, but like, there's a part of me that wants to just act on it, you know? Like, anybody I see, I just be like, come kiss me, and then I just do it. That just shows pure, I don't give a fuck level, you know? And so, Ruman really just, I I want a reminder, a constant reminder of him maybe on my heart. Uh, someone suggested an ass tad of him, and I don't like that because I don't want it to feel like I can't see Ruman, you know? And it's really hard for you to, like, look back and look back at it, you know? especially for me. I don't, I mean, I have a long neck. I don't know. Uh, I think a chest tat of Ruman would be nice or maybe a, um, under the arm, not quite armpit, but like right below the, the pit of Ruman. Um, I think that would be a good memento. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of, want to do um a segment on this podcast where I just read what my grandma has sent me on email she started emailing me instead of texting because I don't know that she can figure out whatsapp or not but I really love her emails because they're just question after question after question after question um I'll read you an excerpt real quick um Your pictures are interesting on Instagram. The weather looks like it is not too cold. Are they having a normal winter temperature-wise, or is it warmer than usual? I'm trying to keep up with the weather over there. Haven't seen you in a coat, I don't think. Looks like it'll be a little cooler there at the end of the week. We had a pretty mild winter here. Buttercups are blooming. I got my flip-flops out at the end of February last year. I have to do that as well here, again. Love the coffee pictures. They sure look good. What kind are they? Do we have the same kind here? I like the one especially when you showed the sign with different kinds of nuts. What are footwear nuts? I heard the guy in the background speaking English. Was that your school? End quote. Um, that was not all of it. There, it, it goes on and on. I could scroll. I kind of am still scrolling. Um, basically, to answer her questions, I have to pull up a separate um, window and just refer back kind of like I'm writing an essay and like have to keep referring back to the prompt 
And I'm not complaining because I love communicating with her. I love updating her on my life because she's the sweetest lady I've ever met and known. And I um, miss her so very dearly. But it's just hilarious because she could easily just call me on any of the applications. But I don't think I'm going to break the news to her that she could do that because I do think she enjoys the concept of writing me. Um, so we're going to keep doing that mode of communication until she realizes. However, I do want to include it in this podcast as a segment, and I might do it with my guests that I have coming up. Um, I am about to close out though, um, but I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm probably going to have guests on for the next couple episodes. I hope this is fine with you. If it's not, I don't give a shit, but they're going to come on. They're going to chill with me. Uh, it may be one, it'll probably just be one person at a time, but maybe up to two. And I'll probably just prank them. I think I'm just going to just prank my guests as violently as I can and as aggressively as I can and probably just like make fun of them and they won't know. Um, It'll be people that I've met here and it'll be my friends that I like, you know, I'll be choosing good guests. However, um, I think it'd just be more entertaining for me to have inside jokes with you guys and then like them be the outsider. I don't know, give me, I want them to be scared to come on and be a guest host. I want them to be nervous and shaking and sweating. So if you think this is too harsh, um, maybe this isn't the right podcast for you. Maybe you're not in the right zone. I'm gonna close out with a little shout out. I think I'm gonna do this on the end of all my episodes, but today's shout out goes to um, Kirsten for getting her weird marble puzzle. Uh, Yesterday, she told me she got a marble puzzle. Kirsten's my best friend. She is living in Johnson City, just vibing, and um, she finished her marble puzzle, so shout out to Kirsten. And uh, this second shout out goes out to Austin, Austin Wayne. Um, I think I'm just gonna shout him out for... Mm. your fermented juice. Austin's fermented juice. He's been fermenting it for a couple weeks now and he's trying to make alky. And so shout out to him for that. He's my other bestie um, and he's got a large head. So those are the two shout outs of the day. Um, This has been my second episode. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, honestly, Don't look for me. I'm Callie Dowd and please do not look for me. Thank you and good night.